in the first Star Wars movie, which I actually saw in a theater when it came out in 1977. Well, the character Han Solo is piloting his his spacey vehicle thing with Chewbacca and the other characters, and they come under direct attack from the Imperial fleet. Played by Harrison Ford, Han Solo's usually cranky and sardonic demeanor transforms into an excited smile as he takes in the Death Star's overwhelming firepower aimed directly at them, and he says, Here's where the fun begins. Here's where the fun begins. Okay, why do I remember that? Why? That tiny moment in a movie a long time ago and in a galaxy far, far away. Well, like all the cool kids, Han Solo's cool factor comes from his ability to step out of the action for just a second, to step out of passive reaction and step into massive proactive action. And this is what he's trained for. When he's just flying around in that spacey vehicle thingy, he's just putting in his time, feeling kind of annoyed with everyone and sorry for himself. But in that instant, when everyone else around him is terrified, he steps into his power. What changes? He was always you know, brave and skilled spacey vehicle thingy pilot, what changes is his thought. His thoughts about who he is, what he can do, and how he can do it. And his thought is, here's where the fun begins. So, what about you? Kids screaming? Traffic snarled? Wi-Fi crashed? Angry sibling, galactic empire on your tail, hostile co-worker, unwelcome news, no hot water, medical diagnosis, time to channel your inner cool, your inner hand solo, because here is where the fun begins. And if you're not there yet, remember, it's only one thought away. Hello, veg heads and veg your besties. Welcome back to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here every week to encourage you to eat more plants and set an impossible goal, whatever that is for you. And today we're on episode 43. Here is where the fun starts. And whether you listen to this when it goes live in the last week of June 2021, or you're listening in a galaxy far, far away in the distant future, this is a thought you can always try on. 
here is where the fun starts. It's kind of a pattern interrupt. It's a way of talking to yourself that reminds you that the way you look at whatever's in front of you, the thought you have about whatever situation you've got on your hands, your thoughts and your attitude are still in your control. And that doesn't mean you have to look at everything as a joke. Of course, you could, and some people do, and I bet you've met those people. And I know that some people think I do not take things as seriously as I should. I've had that feedback on occasion. I've also had the feedback that I'm taking things way too seriously. So what does that say? Well, it, I think it says that it's less about me than everyone, everyone sees things differently. All of us, we all choose to take certain things much more seriously than others. Some people take food very, very seriously. I think we know them, but all different aspects. For some, for some, it's the amount of food, the frequency of food that's at issue. Others are very focused on macronutrients or micronutrients or the price of food or its seasonality or the localness of food, or whether it's organic. In my case, I take seriously that there are no animal products in the foods I eat. Others really find vegetables and whole grains kind of intolerable and no fun. They want fun from their food. Or some want simplicity and the convenience of fast food. Education is another area that people have a wide, wide variety of opinions about what should be learned, how it should be taught, or that education in itself is overrated and about things that people never use, or that it's too expensive, or that it's not subsidized adequately, or that it's unevenly distributed. Healthcare, politics, Policing, immigration, child care, aging. Is there anything at all that humans agree on? And I'd say not too much. Honestly, I don't always even agree with myself. But what I would like to suggest is that these things we take very, very seriously, that we get, you know, that we get very exercised about and that end up being problematic topics in our families and in our communities and in our culture, I would like to suggest that these are all just thoughts. And here's where the fun begins. Our thoughts change. They change based on what we pay attention to, what we decide is important, what we experience, what we repeat what we reinforce, what we argue for. And each of us has our own lifetime of thoughts. And those thoughts change. Even if you are someone who thinks that you have thought and believed the same things consistently for 50 or more years, 
I bet the reasons you believe them has evolved and shifted from time to time. You know, I try not, and I would say I do not, get overly worked up with people if they think that my ideas about veganism and eating a whole food plant-based diet are extreme. Or, and as it happens, sometimes not militant enough. Some people I know will not eat or associate with people who are eating or wearing animal products, and that's called the liberation pledge. There may be other sorts of pledges, and I have a lot of admiration for those folks that take the liberation pledge. I do believe that it will be mainstream in the future, and it's not my work. My thoughts about my work Well, it's primarily with the people who aren't there yet, but who want to move away from consuming animals, who want to opt out of industrial animal agriculture, but they think it's going to be hard or impossible. Or they think it will make travel and work and socializing less fun. I have my thoughts about my work and my choices. And as a life coach, I work with people about change and their thoughts, but I don't tell them how to change their thoughts. You know, a lot of people think I can help them change their thoughts, but what we do in coaching actually is a little different. It's helping people gain full awareness of the thoughts they are currently thinking. With that awareness, then they can decide if they want to keep those thoughts. One amazing part of the human condition is that we think our thoughts are just the truth. It's convenient that way. A lot of the time we don't want to be rethinking, revisiting every single decision or thought we've ever had. So we put them on on default. And even life coaches who examine thoughts day in and day out We have trouble seeing when those thoughts are ours. We identify with our thoughts. All humans do. We repeat them and they're running in the background. And lots of the time, it can be perfect that way. Until it isn't. You know, I have thoughts that people should be respectful to each other, even when they don't agree or don't particularly like each other. I don't necessarily want to get rid of that thought. I like that thought so far, at least as far as it pertains to me. But it isn't that simple, really, is it? Because there are people, well-intentioned, fine people, who do not think that they should have to be respectful to other people who are racist or sexist or people who have hurt them or people who abuse animals. And when I get caught up in my head of what other people should be doing and in what circumstances certain things should be allowed, even though it comes from a nice place in my head, well, things get messy. They get messy fast. I get to think whatever I want from me. But when I get caught up in thinking about what other people 
should be thinking is right or is good or what actions they should be taking. Well, I can forget that those are just my thoughts. I can start to think and feel and act like, no, that's just true. True for everyone. But by keeping a little awareness that my thoughts are just not true for everyone else, I can step into my inner Han Solo when the galactic empire acts up from time to time and has me in its crosshairs. Okay, not Han Solo. Any of our cultural heroes, they do not waste time thinking, wow, those people shouldn't be like that, right? They don't think, oh, that situation, that illness, that legislation, that sibling, that virus, that thought leader shouldn't be doing that. That's not nice. That's not fair. That's not accurate. That's not just. That's not how it should be. Right? They think about what's in their control. Remember last week? They control the controllables. They think about how they can be the person they want to be rather than waste time and energy judging how others are thinking. We can think about the person we want to be rather than waste time judging how others are being. You and I, all of us, we can move into action and we can protect and we can teach and we can communicate, we can learn, we can listen, we can get involved and we can be what we think others should be. And we can think, hmm, I don't like what I'm seeing. Here's where the fun begins. What if, what if you and I thought that every time we really thought things were not going the right way, not going the way we would have chosen, we thought that. Here's where the fun begins. It's a thought that can give us a little tiny bit of distance. It can remind us that we are the character in this hero's journey. Here's where the fun begins. It's a reminder that in the human experience, we always have the final control of what we decide to make our lives and our experiences mean. There are chapters in our lives. There are scenes in our lives. We don't get out of this human experience without some twists and turns, some attacks and maybe some car chases and angry exchanges, broken hearts, careless words, actions that were based on incorrect or insufficient information. That's our journey. Coach Kara Lowenthal teaches a similar concept, and she calls it, this is the part where. This is the part where. It's a 
cognitive interrupt we can use when we are really getting sucked into an emotional experience and we're losing perspective. This is the part where, this is the part where I find out someone I loved doesn't love me. This is the part where I get a diagnosis from my doctor. This is the part where I learned that my child's life is going to be different than I thought it was going to be. This is the part where I choose a different path even though my family doesn't like it. This is the part where it pulls you out of that moment into the understanding that this is a moment in your story, your hero's journey in the epic adventure that is your life. You don't have control of what the galactic imperial fleet is sending after you. I don't have control over a lot of what's going to be coming my way, but I love the idea that we can choose to greet those problems when they show up with Here's where the fun begins. So before I finish up today, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that I committed in public right here to writing a book in 90 days. From my birthday, June 16th to September 16th. Mid-September is the anniversary of this podcast. It will be one year since I started it. And I set the goal of a book. And, of course, I instantly regretted it. Regretted it the minute I uploaded the episode. What the heck was I thinking? But you know what? Here's where the fun begins. And a couple of you have messaged me privately that you are working on a 90-day goal along with me, which is so exciting. And if I was the catalyst that brought that up for you or got you to think that today's the day to commit to it. I am so, so pleased. And if you contact me and share your goal with me, it can be private or public, up to you. But if you share your goal with me, I'll support you with some coaching along the way. So you can email me at info at michelleolandercoaching.com or message me on Facebook or Instagram at Veg Your Best, and the links are all in the show notes. So as a little update, for the first two weeks, my minimum baseline is to log into my Google document and write one sentence. And I know I'm not going to finish a book that way, but right now my goal is to establish the firm habit. So my baseline, my minimum baseline is log in and write one sentence every day. And even with that minimal baseline, I have written about 7,000 words. Yes, it's mostly in a kind of chaotic pre-writing form, bullet points, some ideas, but um, I have not written a lot every day, sometimes only a couple of sentences. And last night it was after 9 p.m., And I was getting ready to go to bed and I realized that I'd completely forgotten to even do my minimum 
baseline yesterday. I had not even logged into the Google Doc or written one sentence. So last night, that is all I did. Log in, one sentence. One of my favorite coaches who I've mentioned here on the podcast before, Elizabeth Salazar, says that the reason more people do not reach their goals is that they forget what their goals are. And that is so true. How many of us, me included, we've set a goal and then we just forget to show up and do it. So I'm thinking that going public in front of all of you will be a big reminder for me that my goal is a book by September 16, 2021. And yes, it will be about moving towards a vegan lifestyle. And I will give at least a short update in every episode. So, okay. Whatever you've got facing you this week, I'm on your side. You're here and you've got this. Here's where the fun begins. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.